we're the Macleras, and we're in our 19th year of marriage. And while we certainly don't know it all, we're still learning. There's a few things that we figured out along the way. This podcast is all about helping families go further. Each week, we're going to focus on four ideas centered around one important topic. These ideas have helped us improve, and we want to share them with you. Welcome to Figuring Our Four. Today's topic is probably going to be one of Jimmy's favorite topics to talk about because it's all about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. All right. In case you can't see it right now, well, since you can't see it right now, I am rolling my eyes. I know. Even though they can't see it, you can probably feel it because it's a pretty dramatic <laughs> eye roll that's happening. But you know what? Honestly, um, it's not really going to be that much fun because we're, more specifically, we're going to be talking about how to teach our children about the topic oh. of sex because that's kind of difficult. So, yeah. do you remember the talk no. that you had with your parents? Mm-mm. No. I do. Whew. Glad I made it through it. <laughs> yes. And I have to admit that I'd always been a little naive or a little slow, uh, whatever you want to think. But I was completely taken off guard by really? this. Yes. I was like, no way. That's the grossest thing ever. I don't so much want to think about that anymore I don't want to talk about that and then it's like the light bulb goes off when you're having the talk with your parents and you're like you finally realize my parents do that I mean we all know our parents do it right but we don't want to think about it my parents don't (laughs) so you're just like I mean I know they had to do it once because I'm here and then that's it right (laughs) but this is such an important topic for families because Honestly, sex is everywhere. You can't get away from it. There's TV references made all the time. That I mean, even the TV commercials. Yes. It, we kind of think it, they, they go over their, their kids' heads, but yeah. they really don't. Um, there's girls wearing nothing on TV. Um, true story. I'm jamming to one of my favorite Bruno Mars song and, uh, songs, and Abby, who's like in eighth grade, is like, Dad, you know he's talking about sex, right? And I was like, no. And she was like, yeah, it's totally talking about sex. And I was like, well, obviously he's talking about a married couple, so I can sing it and you can't, right? <laughs> I'm just teasing. But I was taken by surprise. I, I didn't even realize it was in there. It just kind of snuck up on me. Um, so when it comes to this topic in families, it needs to be discussed because the Bible is clear that this is a good thing that God has given us. In fact, Genesis 2.24 says that a man shall leave his family and be united to his wife and the two become one. And, and what that's getting at is that it's very symbolic, right? It's saying that Shan and I, we now operate as one person. We are united in love. We are united in person. I mean, in purpose. But it's also literal. The two unite and form a bond that was given to us by God. You know, just for kicks, um, can you imagine God having the talk with the angels in heaven when he was thinking about all this? And he's like, and then they're going to do this, and the angels are like, what are you talking about? And God's like, I know you don't get it, but they're going to love it. (laughs) At least the men will. (laughs) Yes, the men are going to love it. (laughs) Okay, I'm off topic. Anyway, let's get back. We'll discuss, let's discuss four things that we figured out about sex and how to talk about it with your kids. So, Shannon, why don't you take the first one? All right, I'll take the first one. You take the first one. Let's dive in. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime now. Okay. (sighs) So, point number one is, is sex an important topic? And absolutely, we believe it's an important topic. Absolutely. But I think so often we see that there are parents who are just afraid to talk about it, and maybe they feel like it's just going to be this awful or maybe more so awkward moment 
Um, so we just maybe put it off or we assume that our kids already know what they need to know, like they've learned it in school, uh, maybe from friends or unfortunately even what they've learned on TV or seen on TV. So we just think really what more is there to say about it? And if they have questions, then they'll come to us. But I think that when we choose not to talk about it, we almost make it taboo. Like um, we kind of change it from this thing that is something beautiful God created for us. Yeah and it becomes something that the world just tries to sell us. Mm-hmm. So let me share with you why we think this is such an important topic. We believe the Bible is our best guide, and Scripture has so much to say on this topic. I mean, it's obvious that God has a very specific purpose for it, and we don't have to look very hard to see that our God is orderly, and everything that He has done and created has a purpose and a time, and it's all moving together mm-hmm. for His glory. And he really created us to be the same way. He placed that same desire for order in us. Like, we want things to be orderly. I know I do. I mean, think about our regular routine for the day. Um, I have to start my day with a cup of coffee. Maybe two cups. So, I get out of bed. I have my cup of coffee. And that's about as far as I get. But that's (laughs) order, right? Yes, that's right. Seriously, think about it when, when things don't go as planned yeah. during the day. Like, maybe I get up late, so then I'm rushing to get out the door. I don't have my coffee. I don't have my breakfast. I forgot what I needed for work. Yeah, there's there's nothing work. worse than waking up late and then just yes. being rushed and forgetting something and, then, and getting things out yeah, of order. Yeah, you get to work, yeah. and you're wondering, did I even put on deodorant? Have I brushed my teeth? Yeah. I am a hot mess, <laughs> yes. and I stink. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that can make for a bad day and sometimes even disastrous. So... All that to say that, yes, we need order, and there is a reason that we need order. I think one of the reasons that we struggle so much with sex is because we allow ourselves to get it out of order. Yeah. Like, we let the world convince us that it doesn't matter. But God intended it to be what unites a man and a woman in marriage. He intends that it come after the commitment of marriage, and in essence, it is what seals the deal. So this is an important topic for us because we want our kids to have a happy and successful relationship with their future spouse. And scripture clearly lays out God's expectations. So the first thing we figured out is that it's an important topic because it's important to God. And so if that's the case, then yes, we have to talk about it. Yes, and so that leads us to point number two. You got to be willing to talk about it. Um, I just read an article that came out by CNN that said that our kids want to talk about this with us, with their, with their parents, how they need to talk about it. And one parent said how surprised she was when she finally had that talk with her child. And her child had all these kinds of questions that were just kind of crazy questions because she really didn't understand it very well. And like one of the questions was she asked if she could get pregnant or get a sexually transmitted disease from a hot tub. You know, it's just... Right crazy off-the-wall stuff, but she didn't have anybody to talk to about that. So when do we need to start having those conversations with our children? Now, that's your call as far as the maturity level, but let me share some statistics with you. That same article said that 52% of 12 to 15-year-olds claim that their parents are the most influential in their life when it comes to talking about sex. 52%, that's only half, really, but still, 52% of 12 to 15-year-olds, okay, say that they want to talk about sex with their parents. Only 17% of them at that age would say that their friends are more influential when it comes to sex. Now, 
what happens the older they get? When they get between the ages of 16 to 19, the percentage of kids who say that their most trusted influence is their parents drops from 52 to 32%. And, And guess what happens? The influence of their friends increases from 17 to 32%. It almost doubles, right? And then once they hit 18, only 11% say that their parents influence them the most, and then 60% of them say their friends are the biggest influencers on sex and what they think about it. So it's important that we start talking about it as early I mean, as crucial. possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. And it's everyone's call on what age that maturity is for them. You know, there are some great websites that offer advice on specific ages and what they believe kids can handle and understand about the entire reproductive process. In fact, it was kind of funny when we... When yes. Shannon had the talk with Abby. Yes, very funny story. Um, Abby, I can't remember the exact age Abby yeah. was, but I do know that she had already, I guess, you know, maybe her friends talking about it at school, which even at a young age is scary to think about what they're already learning at school or from their friends. And yeah. so she came to me and she was like, Mom, I'm old enough. I mean, she was approaching me to have the talk with her. <laughs> <It's> like, <"It's laughs> um and I mean, she's 13 now, so this yeah. was several years ago. So, um, and so I was, you know, I kind of kept putting it off because I think maybe I was just kind of worried how it was going to go. Is she really old enough yet? But, you know, when I realized she is getting a lot of this from school and from her friends, so I was like, okay, we're going to sit down. We're going to have this talk. I want you to feel like you can ask me questions and we're going to get through this. So we started and I was just talking and her eyes were steadily getting bigger and bigger and her mouth was kind of dropping open and she really wasn't saying anything. And so I got to the end of it. And she just looked at me, and she was like, you so should have waited till later to tell me. <laughs> you, you really could have waited. <laughs> I think That's you hilarious. have damaged me for life. <laughs> That's Abby, though. <laughs> that is her response. That sounds so, just like Yes. Her. So, anyway, I didn't really know where to go with that, except that, honey, just know that you can always come to me with anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, why don't we like to talk about it? I remember sitting in a group of parents and they were just kind of like, y'all actually talk about this? And it was hard to believe for them that we have open and honest conversations about this topic. And the reason that it's hard sometimes is because of a few things. And Shannon kind of went over these. But we tend to think that they already know it all, you know, from the schoolyard or from school, like Shannon said. Um, and sometimes we think that they may try to teach us a few things or, you know, whatever. But they but don't know it all. We d- they don't know it all. And we don't want to wait until they know everything and they're unteachable. Because there is that moment when they get to that age where their response is always going to be, I know mom, I know dad, right? The other thing is we're just too nervous because we think they're going to ask us questions that we're not going to know the answer to. I mean, what if they ask that hard question? I was reading some of the questions that parents got from their kids, and it's just hilarious. I mean, standing in the checkout line and this boy just starts asking questions to his mom about and the mom's like, whoa, We'll talk about this later, you know. And if they have a question that you don't know the answer to, just be honest and say, ah, I'm going to check on that. I'll get back to you, right? Yeah. And then the other thing is um, what we have to realize is that it's just not a one-time talk, right? It's something that's going to have to continue to happen, right? I, I remember my mom gave me the sex talk when we were young, and then my dad came into breakfast one day, and he was like, Jimmy, do you know about sex? And I was like, yep. He was like, good. And that was it, right? I mean, I don't fault him or anything. It was just a different time. Um, But we need to let our kids know that they can always talk to us about it. 
So uh, another thing that I think that we found is useful is to use opportunities on television or social media and to yeah. ask them what they think about it. I mean, you know, kind of open the door for conversation to happen. When Miley Cyrus did that whole dance, you know, it gave us... You remember that thing? What do they call it? Yeah, they, that's awful. Yeah, that was just awful. Whatever it was. I'm too old to know the yeah. that dance. And <laughs> we, we just... We kind of, like, had a moment of discussion about it. We talked about it. Why was it wrong? You know, what is it, what is it talking about? All that kind of stuff. So but the thing is, don't shy away from it. You have the greatest influence on your children. And with great power comes great responsibility, okay. as said Super in Superman <laughs> or Spider-Man. <laughs> Love it. So point number three is help them understand your expectations. And I think one of the biggest things that we can fail to do is just to make our expectations clear to our kids. But, oh, my goodness, this is so important. And I realize that there's going to be parents out there that may not agree with us on this one, but this is something that we absolutely don't budge on. With our girls, we teach abstinence because there is no doubt that they are going to hear it from everywhere else that sex is not a big deal, that it's just this casual thing everybody's doing and it doesn't matter, just use protection. So we just really want to make sure that our girls know exactly where we stand on them on this. We want them to know and we expect them to save sex for marriage. And we know it's possible. We mm -hmm. did it. And we believe that it will make their relationship with their spouse so much better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even though I didn't get a whole lot of information about sex growing up, um, I did know what my parents expected of me, right? And it meant something to me. And I knew that there was this goal uh, for me. And I knew that they knew better um, for what God wanted in my life. Not only is it important for them to understand your expectations, though, it's also important for them to understand God's expectations, so, you know, maybe do a little research, read a little bit of scripture and share some of those biblical examples with them. And I, I do want to say just really quick, yeah. we also know that we're all human and, right. and that we're going to make mistakes. So we do really try also to make sure our girls know that they can come to us and talk to us about any struggles or problems that they're having. Absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah grace and love right. and acceptance. I didn't no want to just what. throw that out there. Though. Yes. I mean, we do set these expectations, <laughs> but there's also grace. Absolutely. So, and then the last thing we want to say is to live by example, the fourth thing. And I want to talk just specifically to the men. I wanted to take this. Again, I think it's important that Shannon and I set a good example for our girls because they're going to understand their future marriage based on the home they grew up in, really. So as their father, you know, I want to set the example of how a man should treat his wife. And, and here's what I mean by that. I want my girls to hear me tell Shannon how beautiful she is. I, I want them to know that Shannon is the only one in my life. That means I don't talk about other women in inappropriate ways. I want them to see that I, I don't follow the rest of the world standards and watch things or look at things that are inappropriate. You know, uh, speaking of that, you know, I, sh I shudder to think what would happen to my daughter's self-esteem if they found pornographic material on my phone or my laptop. In fact, I read this amazing article. I, I got to see if I can find it. Maybe I can link to it on our Facebook page of a 20-year-old who wrote a letter to her dad telling him what it did to her when she found the inappropriate material on his computer. I mean, how it made her feel insecure about herself, how it made her feel that sex outside of marriage was normal. Mm -hmm. You see, all of that to, to say that when it comes to setting the example we need to be that example that they follow. You know, um, 
Shannon and I are also good at telling our girls that God loves them so much and that he created them, that he has a purpose for them. They know that Jesus is alive and that he thinks that they're beautiful. But they also know that we think that they're beautiful. And I know that as a father, if I don't set the example and tell our girls how beautiful they are, they're going to look for it from another male influence. We all long to be loved. We all want to be accepted. So live the example. Live that example that helps them realize the tremendous confidence that comes when they understand that you love them and that Jesus loves them. Okay, so just to recap, number one, it's an important topic. It's important to us because it's important to God. Uh, Number two, we have to talk about it. I mean, they're going to hear about it from somewhere. might as well be from us. Uh, Point number three, help them understand your expectations because if it's important to you, it's going to be important to them. And and the last one, you know, I know I talked about men in this one, but, you know, just for the parents, um, live by example. And what I mean by that is just make sure they understand that they are beautiful creation of God and that they are loved so they don't have to go out and try to search for that love somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's so much more to say on this topic. Yes, we could talk so much about sex. When can we talk about sex within the marriage, right? We we need to do that and we probably need to do a little research. <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting too excited? Yes, I'm getting You know what I mean. And back off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all for today. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and don't miss a single episode of season one of Figuring R4. Okay, and then point number three. to our podcast and don't miss a single episode of season one of figuring our four thank you abby you're welcome jim (laughs) (laughs) good job